Welcome to the History of LSCA one-on-one sessions. I'm Junior Francis with our producer and good friend, Eric Kohler. This series celebrates the Skia, Rocksteady, and Vintage Reggae scenes in Southern California and beyond through insightful conversations with legends and modern day players and gifted and talented people on the scene. So whether you watch us on YouTube or listen on podcast episode, thanks for your support always and forever. Our guest today is Jackie Robinson of the none other than the pioneers. He's been a member of the glorious group since 1967. Wow. The pioneers yeah. remain one of the most influential and popular vocal groups in all of Jamaica. EK, can you introduce our guest, sir? the eminent and well, Junior, you did an amazing job there. But Jackie, it's yeah. uh, it's an honor to have you with us today. Um, we were talking about this off off air. But Jackie, Junior and I first saw you in the Pioneers at Sierra Nevada World Music Festival, June of 2001. And, <laughs> and it was so monumental and so incredibly exciting yeah. uh, because we saw we saw you perform. But it was the same year also where Junior and I saw Leonard Dill in Ethiopia and Carlton on the Shoes. I mean, it was just an incredible festival. And, and, and I know that um, you and Junior have worked together since, and I, I've had the pleasure of seeing you since, but, but welcome. It's an honor to have you with us today. Thank you. Yes, yeah, sir. Mm. So it was 2001. Somebody yeah. did their research. <laughs> yes. First time in California. Yes, yes. Uh, so you've only been out here twice. Yes, that time, Sierra Nevada, and the time with you, your show in LA. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, sir. Well, we want to honor Warren, uh, the head man over there at Sierra Nevada. He's no longer in the flesh. He's no longer, but really and truly, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't see artists like you and Leonard Dillon, who we yeah. later brought, brought to Los Angeles. Yes. yes. These are people you know, we love seeing, but man, Warren was a guy. Yeah, big, yeah. big respect yeah. yes. love to Warren Smith. Yeah. Rest in peace, Warren, yeah. I remember meeting yes. Warren. Yeah. To his wife and his family and the people around him. You know, he didn't do it by himself. Yes. Yeah, wonderful cast of people. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Nice, man. Nice. So, uh, where you presently living at the moment, Jackie? At present, I am sitting in my home in South Florida. Um, outside of Miami. I live just um, about half an hour north of Miami, Florida. Right, half an hour north of Miami, okay. Yes. Um, right, you've been here for a little while now, right? Yes, long time, about 30 years. <laughs> hey, hey. Wow, yeah. oh, good, good one. Yes. Because hey, hey. I know you used to live in England. Yes, I left Jamaica 1969 when we had a song called Long Shot Kick the Bucket that went into sure. the BBC pop charts in 1969. And we went mm-hmm. to do a tour with the upsetters that include um, Aston Barrett and his brother Carly, who people know as the part of the Whalers. So mm-hmm. we went to England 1969 on the same flight to England. And I spent 20 years in England. Then I came over here in 1989. Okay. Very interesting. And a friend of mine, I was in, in England in the um, mid-70s, yeah. mid to late 70s, and a 
mind to me that the Pioneers, uh, one of the most popular group from Jamaica in England at the time, you guys were based there. And said, right. all three of you used to drive a mini, uh, mini three mini cars around London. <laughs> and uh, people uh, would no. get guys no, like um, a Ford Capri. We used to drive Ford Capri. three Ford Capri. Three Ford, yeah. Capri. Ford Capris. Yeah, those days they were like the cars, you know, the cars to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three Ford Capri. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys would just drive around London. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, all it was was we were young and we were successful because we, we had several songs that went into the charts, as we can, you know, talk about during the conversations. I can tell you, mm -hmm. there's a there's a lot, of, there's a lot. The pioneers contributed towards reggae music. That oh, is yes. not known to a lot of people. There's a lot of things that we have done. If we have time, I right. could tell some of the things that we have done. Yeah, yeah, we may have got. Yeah, no, we 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 absolutely want to want to touch on that. Well, let's go back to where you were born and raised in Jamaica, if we can. Yes, I was born in a place called Denham Town, Kingston 14. I remember I, we were talking about Gregory and I was telling you, Eric, that Gregory and I grew up in Denham Town and we used to sing together on the street. He had a guitar and we used to go from what we call yard, where most people say house, but was yard. Right. You know, we would sing. And, um, and just, for, was, just for clarity, uh, you're talking Gregory Isaacs. Yes, man, Gregory Isaacs. Yeah, then I'm telling him come from like me. Yeah, oh yes, you know. And there was a a, a theater nearby called Queen's Theater that we sang. He and I sang together at Queen's Theater, you know. But individually, you know, I came on and he came on afterwards and things like that. So he's somebody that I knew very well because yeah. we were together when we were like teenagers. And, and and who are some of the other um, Ken artists? Yeah, Ken Booth. Yeah, the, Ken Booth used to live um, above me. There's a place called Milk Lane. The name of a street was Milk Lane, and Ken Booth used to live above. You know, you know, but Gregory, Ken Booth. You know, this is Denham Town, and then you have Bob and the other guys. You know, like Heptones. And yeah, um, Delroy was from Boystown, Trenchtown. Then I'm down on Boystown and Trenchtown is close. Mm -hmm. Walking distance, you know, Jonestown, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that, you know, because even on Orange Street, which is the main street where all the record shops were, you talk about Leonard Dillon, you know, Ethiopians. They were like about five minutes walk. And we were at Beverly's Record, which is at Orange Street and North Street. And they were at JJ. RJ, yeah, RJ, which is like five minutes. No, JJ. Yes, yeah. Then further JJ. down there was, JJ. yes, yeah. There was, um, and then there was um, Moody from Spanish Town. His shop was further down. Then there was Prince Buster. Then there was Clancy Eccles. And then across the street was Studio One shop. Then we go further down to Amalgamated Records, you know. And then further down at North Parade was Randy's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're talking, you're talking early six, early mid sixties, mid sixties, mid sixties, early to early seventies. Yeah. Right. Nice. Nice. So any brothers and sisters in your family? <laughs> That's another story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I figure they need some recognition. Eh? They, they, they're not into the entertainment field, but I'm counting because I think my, my dad, 
had about maybe 11 of us, but we weren't all the same mom and dad. So mm -hmm. most of them still reside in New York. So it was like maybe one, two, three, four, five brothers and the same amount of sisters I had. My family is very large, you know, mm. on my mother's side, my mother's father had like 18 children. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. What, what, so you always protected, man. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyone else in the family sing your, mo your mother and father sing or play instrument? No. No. It's only me. Mm -hmm. I don't know the father decides that he's going to give me that talent to sing and, and to another, and well, write also, because I, I write songs too, because, you know, we all wrote those songs together. Hey, who, who are some of your uh, musical inspirations? Like, who do you remember listening to growing up? Well, when I was in Jamaica, Jamaican people like, variety of music, you know, Calypso, Mento, whatever, but Jamaican rocksteady, reggae, but Jamaican people like R&B music also, mm -hmm. you know, like soul music, and I used to love Otis Redding. Yeah. You know, Otis Redding was popular, you know, and then uh, later on, I realized that I really love the man that died, so sadly his father shot him, you know, Marvin Gaye, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Ken Wood, no, you know, as local sing, I always love Ken Boot. You know, I said it anywhere and everywhere I go. You know, yeah. it's hard not to love his voice, though. <laughs> yeah, one of the best. I like Ken Boot. You know, yeah. Delroy Wilson. So, Delroy style was yes, good, special. You know, yeah, first child star, right, Delroy? Yeah, man, Delroy. You know, Delroy long time. Was an inspiration Delroy. for everyone. Yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. Well, how does that yeah, came after that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So back then, uh, were your parents strict? Were you able to uh, freely go to dance and all those things uh, before you reach uh, <laughs> 16, 17? Well, it's so funny that where I was born on North Street, 100, 103 North Street in Denham Town, in front of where I was born, you know, there was 102 North Street. There was a dancer named Carnival Dancer mm. that I used to keep dance. And then like about 10 minutes walk around the corner on Wilton Street, there was Chocomolan. And um, <laughs> so I was you know, hearing music from an early age. They used to have the sun and they have the arms up in the trees and stuff like that. And, and yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, but I I went to Denham Town School and I wasn't thinking about singing, you know. People used to say, you know, you must learn a trade. And my dad used to say, learn a trade. But one day I was at school and uh, the teacher said, I want to do like a concert and everybody, what kind of talent you have? Can you, you know, recite a recitation, a poem or whatever? Or you can dance, you know? And I, this guy that was my best friend called Louis Dyke, I went to school with, so we were going to, sing as a group and we called ourselves the Eagles. That was the name that we called ourselves the Eagles, yeah. And, you know, we sang some song, but then one day I, I sang by myself and then they, them start to applaud the class, you know. And I and I was surprised because I'm saying, wow, this looked like it's fairly serious. The most genuine applauding me because it looked like they was impressed. 
with what I was singing on the white sound. But even after leaving school, I wasn't really thinking about it. And then there was this um, guy that was a friend of mine that grew up in Denham Town called Ajax. And we said, we're going to sing together. And, you know, but I used to sing with other people. So I'm thinking, man, where will I get the break? I'll take it, you know. And um, there was a guy named Sammy who told me about a man who was taking up audition, you know, down on Orange Street somewhere and Beeson Street somewhere. So we went one evening, Ajax and myself, to audition for then. The man named Joe was Joe Gibbs of Amalgamated Records. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And we sang some song that we we wrote, and Mr. Gibson, those guys were kind of hard, you know. Man, I don't like none of those songs, man. And I found myself just start singing this Billy Stewart song, sitting in the park waiting for you. And I'm, I don't know why I start singing that song. And I'm stopping and saying, you know what? Man, I like your voice, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just absurd. It was like yesterday to me, I remember it, you know. And he said to me that he has this guy that was been practicing a song. He had a session coming up. At, then the studio was West Indies. That's known now as Dynamic Studio. It was World West Indies, now Dynamic. Right. Now down on Bell Road, which is our three-mile area in Jamaica. And he said, I should come to the studio because if the guy couldn't sing the song, he would let me sing it. Just like that. You know, and I went to the studio and I'm there. You know, I'm nervous, you know, I'm like about 16 years old. And I said, wow, this is like my first and I'm going to record solo. And I'm outside and I'm practicing the song, you know, because I know I, I hear the song. I think it was a, um, a song. I can tell by the way you just been kissed. A whole lot of loving that I've missed. You've been only now. That's the song, you know. And I remember while I was there practicing, I saw this guy sitting on a motorbike. And he called me and he said, his name was Lodia Sidney Crooks, and that he was part of a group called the Pioneers. Yeah, because I wasn't originally original. Right. How, how familiar were you at that time with the Pioneers? Well, because I was in the business. Yeah. And they had made some songs, and okay. I used to be in Orange Street a lot. You would okay. hear some of But as far as I remember, they never had any hit records, yeah. Okay. But I know of some of the songs that they did. Right. So we said, man, he's recording a song and he wants me to sing it with him, yeah. And I said, all right. And I recorded my song solo as Jackie Robinson, and I recorded a song with him called "Give Me Little Loving." It was a rock steady. It was still rock steady. So I've been singing from rock steady. I started in rock steady. But it was um Rocksteady never last long in Jamaica. Some people might not know that. Last Rocksteady didn't last long before it changed to reggae. So we recorded the song, Give Me Little Love Him. And the song came out and went to number three, number four in the charts. So we had a hit tune. I think that was the first Pioneers hit song. Give me little love him. Yeah. Then we recorded Long Shot, Bosma Bet which um, I believe some people that um, write about reggae, you know, research reggae history said that might have been the very first song when the rhythm, rhythm changed from the slow rock steady to the, the more up-tempo reggae. Long shot, bust my bet. You don't have to believe me. You can, you know, research in reggae and you'll see that. And, then, and what year was 
Yeah, what, what year? year was that? That was between 1967, 1968, no later than that. 1967-1968, around the same time that the music changed from rocksteady to reggae. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. right. So we, we had two takes of the same um track for the long shot, Boss my bed. And then the same time we recorded a song called Jackpot, and that went into the chart. So we had three chart songs as a pioneer between Sidney Crooks and myself around 1967. So um I don't know where you know you know Kingston Jr., yeah. You know, Don't forget yeah, man. Orange Street and all the record shop, baby, yeah, man. Right. I look a small place, and it's a small area, right? Nothing big, right? So, Beverly's record was at the top. So we know George, you know, that would pass one another and heal up one another and things like that. So, George was at Beverly's record, but he, George wasn't happy at Beverly's record. So we said, why we don't? make the group a trio instead of a duo. So we invited George and George accepted and George had an idea for a song. And we came together and completed the song. And there's a song called Bam Bam Ba Ba Da Ba Dam Bam Bam Musical Musical. And everybody wanted the song. Cause we recorded for ourselves, but we couldn't finish it. You know, it going record, you know, I have to master. And they have a press and make it a stamp and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. So, Beverly's record people, Leslie Kang was the man, Cardo's three brother, Leslie. Um, we call that one Fats and one named Cecil Kang, right? And they love the song and they offered us a deal. And they took the song and branched out and it went to number one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> now we come. Um, Sidney Crooks, George Agard, and Jackie Robinson, the pioneers. So we have a number one song now. So we start going all over. We did um, all island show, Byron Lee, the 14 parishes, you know, and wow. George. Yeah, and then there was a, a all girls group called Ingrid, Ingrid Trin and the Avengers that George and I used to band vocalists on a Monday night in um, Ocherius. Oh yeah, and then we used to go up a Brown Club up in Union Square and Crossroads and Dingo, um, Sombrera, you know, where was that room? We used to live out a singing car. The Chinese people used to give a weekly salary. Right. Yeah. Right. That was the best man to record for. You get paid when you work for those Chinese yes. people. Everyone said that. Your man is a fact. It's a fact. Because Bob Bob recorded for them too. Bob came there, Melodians. You know, Clarendonians, um, Gaylords, Delroy, everybody came to them. So it's from that's my dad at a stall down on Orange Street, the craft market, you know, of craft market, right? Of course. Right. So one, I think it was a Monday. I, my memory is not too shabby, you know, and I went to look for my dad. Yeah. And I saw him reading, you know, the daily newspaper, the Gleaner, right? And he said to me, you know, see your ass dead, man. So I said, what do you mean? Because I never bet on racehorse. He said, yes, long shot, man. They had an incident the Saturday when two asses died. Yeah? 
Mm-hmm. In a race, yeah, and it's about you guys never do a tune about this long shot business, man, just like that, you know, just mm-hmm. like that. And I left him and I walked and went up back to Iron Street to Beverly's record where George and Sydney was. We used to have a piano in the back, yeah, at the back of the shop, and we used to write songs. And I passed the idea on to them like that. And we sat down on a road, long shot, kick the bucket, okay, just like that. Wow, so yeah. long shot, kick the bucket. And so Langshad kicked the bucket, came out. I was a smash it in Jamaica. And then hey, after we, yeah, yeah. 1969, this was 1969. Right. So after I came out and was a smash in Jamaica, there's this guy called Warriclin. He's dead now. We used to live here too in uh, Miami. Really nice guy. He was like, you know, working with them like an executive producer. You know, and he called us outside one day and he said, listen, guys, I have something to tell you. He used to speak and stutter a little bit. But, you know, sometimes you have some human beings, some just nice people. This was very clean. And he said, listen, you guys, long shot is in the charts in England. So we all jump up and say, yeah, man, we know that it's number one in the reggae charts. He said, stop talking, man, and listen to me, man. Your guys, long shot, kick the book is in the pop charts. The charts were Ingebert Company, Tom Jones, the Eagles, Rolling right. Stone, the Kremlers. You have a hit song in England. That's a crossover to the masses that's selling to the young white kids. So okay. we're trying to comprehend the vastness of this. Right. right. That, yeah, because now this is reggae music being introduced to the international community. Yeah, to the mainstream, right. Yeah. 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 And this time it was. Israelites, Desmond Decandiasis, and Return of Django, the Upsetters, Wet Dreams, Maxi Romeo, um, Liquidator, RDRG All Stars, and Langshot Kick the Bucket. Mm-hmm. That's the five songs, yeah, in 1969 that crossover from the Jamaican immigrant community to crossover to selling to the masses, the young white kids that they call skinheads. History. Yeah. History. Yeah. yeah, man. Facts, I'm telling the truth. I was there, I live it. You know, and then so at the same time, there's a company in England called Commercial Entertainments, right? There was an agency, a booking agency, and they came to Jamaica and they saw us perform. We did nine shows with our R&B singer at the time named Joe Simon. That did the song, I only right. yeah. love yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting home all alone in sorrow and misery. That guy, yeah? Right. Nice. I would took him uh, we toured with him, the co- Jamaica, you know, uh, you know, um, Regal Theater, Carib Theater, stuff like that. So the guys were there on the sauce and they came to us and said, look, we want you guys to come to England to tour. So we agreed, you know, round trip ticket prices, everything. We were supposed to be doing a six-week tour. So they took us and the upsetters to go to England. Okay, so the six-week tour that the Pioneers was supposed to do turned into six months. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm not lying about anything because everywhere we went, they want to see us again. Because what we had, we had our reggae hit song, but we quickly realized that young white kids love them, the, the kind of up-tempo, give me just a little more time, them kind of songs. Eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, well. Never liked to sound like I'm blowing my trumpet or anything, but I could sing R&B songs, you know, so we could do a good show. 
and they went crazy for the pioneers. Yeah, in England, 1969, 1970. So about May 1970, we went back to Jamaica to record. Then we went back to England, and um, this is 1970. Then we were there and touring again, going back all the places. Then sometime late 70, um, there's a guy named um, Lee Gaptal, who managed a company that was releasing all the reggae songs at the time, it was called Trojan Records. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So he played a song, you know, and he said, man, guys, what do you think about this song, man? And I don't know why I didn't like this song. I said, I think you guys should sing this song, you know. Sound like it could be a hit for, you know, pioneers. So no, so we end up going to the Middle East, to Egypt and Lebanon, and we was out there for like, we spent two weeks in Egypt, Cairo Sheraton, right on the banks of the River Nile. Wow. They went to Lebanon, you know, and work at the- First, um, first reggae group. Yes, man, yeah. Phoenicia Intercontinental Hotel, it was called. At that time, Lebanon didn't have a civil war. It was a united country. Okay. Yeah. And we were out there for maybe three, four months, came back to London, Lee Gaptal. You see, what is for you is for you. Play the same song for us again. <laughs> and I said, yeah, man, the same song. And the song was a song, let your ear be oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Massive. And we recorded the song, and the song came out 1971, yeah? I went to number five in the BBC pop charts. The same pioneers, yeah, that gave long shot to the book. Then they had another song, you got to give a little, take a little. Jimmy Cliff song. Jimmy Cliff wrote, let you be here. And we sang it and took it to the charts. And then there's another song called Give and Take that also went into the charts around 35. So within two years, I'd say, 69, 1971, we had three puppets, the Pioneers Rebel Group. Wow. And, 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 and would, you, would you tour throughout Europe then? No, what we used to do then, and prior to 71, we would go to um, Germany and Holland and do um, um, pop shows. There are pop shows. One was called It's a Go Go, I think it was called yeah, It's a right. Go Go. And we used to fly out for maybe a couple of days and perform Little EB and things like that, yeah. and then go back to um, England. So we were still touring. We never, we never really stopped touring England. We're still up and down. So 71, 72, 73, I think we went back to Jamaica. Yeah, 73, we went back to Jamaica to record again. You know, and then 73, 74, we're still in England. Now we're living in England now. So, so 74, is that the year yeah. that you moved permanently? Around 72, 73, I think. Okay. Yeah, we got ourselves sorted out, you know. So we're still there, you know. Um, doing television shows in Europe, you know, it's a go-go and other stuff, you know, mainly was Alan and Germany. So 74, we're, yeah, we're doing the same thing in 74. Then 1970, in between 1974 and 75, we went to Japan. Wow. Yeah, pioneers, the first reggae anything. First reggae group again. Yeah, let me say it this way, the first reggae anything, yeah. So I'm saying group our solo artists that went to Japan, 1974-75, the pioneers. 
Uh, yeah, the tour. Yeah, going to flow out to Tokyo. Stopping, we will stop. We stop in Thailand for about a week. There were some things that needed sorting out, and we stayed there for a week, and then we flew into Tokyo, met by fans with signs. Well, we went to that group from England called the Simmerans. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it was a pioneer. Yeah, yeah. 1974, 75. Went and introduced reggae to um Japan because they interviewed us. They they had a station then there that for English in Japan. So they interviewed us in Japan on that English television station. Amazing response. <laughs> I don't want it's, I don't understand, but that's why when people say music is international language, it is a fact. Because these yeah. people were speaking their language Japanese, but they went crazy for us. We, it was good. It was good, good, good. We were there for maybe three, four weeks. Yeah. Do you do you remember do you remember some of the backing musicians uh, that you would use around that time? No, it was the Simmerans. Oh. The Simmerans is a self-contained group. They, they, they have instrument and they had a lead vocalist, All right, named yeah. Winston Reedy. So okay. they would play with us. Yes. When our time come to sing, Makes they sense. play. Yeah. They were nice so, guys. Problem. Let your yet be yet. Was it recorded in England or Jamaica? The track was recorded in Jamaica. The music by Jamaican musicians. And then the then, voice was done in England in a studio called Shark Farm. Oh, you know, okay. in Camden Town, London, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always, well, for many years, now I'm, I'm relatively clear, the difference between the Slickers and the Pioneers, because I hear the same voice in both bands. But I think I read somewhere. <laughs> so this thing is really tricking me, you know? No. See, I, I, I can't be wrong. Some Pioneers in, in some Pioneers in, some Pioneers Okay, let me, let me am I right or yeah. am I right? No, okay. So what happened to the slickers now? George had a song to do, wanted to do it. Somebody asked us to do a song, yeah? That song. So we recorded it then. And we needed a name because we were working with Beverly's record and it was kind of like exclusive, yeah? Which kind of was crazy when you look at it now because then right. it was, you know. So if we think we thought of a name to use, and the name Slickers came. So we use the name Slickers to do Nana. Mm -hmm. But it was really the pioneers that recorded Nana. Then after that, now you hear the Slickers doing a song named Johnny Too Bad, right? Right. Walking on the road yeah. with a pistol. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that was not. That Slickers now had a guy, um, Joe, Derek Crooks, this was Sidney Crooks' brother. Okay. So they start using the name, and we never really have no problem since we were the pioneers and these are pioneers anyway. Yeah, setting the record. And that's down. what happened with that, yeah. Set the record. Yeah. Yes, I see. So you guys started it, and then yes, family member. No, no, yeah. Big tune. Yes. What's that song about, sir? What's that song about? It's, it's not about anything special, you know. George is a man 
have this kind of way for right gimmicky thing about you take your time with Nana Shoal and feeble and thing. But you know, Jamaican sometimes we make tune like the Calypsonian kind of thing and you can look on it the wrong way. Take your time with Nana Shoal and feeble, you know what I'm saying? Right. <coughs> so yeah, I think Nana time. used to come to the record store and sell. Nana used to sell carrot juice at the studio. No, not anybody like that. It's, it's just one of them things that you know, make use some tricky lyrics. But you know, really attack yeah. Nana as a person, yeah? Right. You're talking about a different situation, but you can't express it in other terms in the public. Right. Right. <laughs> so you know, people make up their own story that Nana used to sell carrot juice at the studio. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. In the record street. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So why you why you decide to leave? Cause um, Lodi, I think went to New York. You went to Florida, right? After England. Yes. And George remained. And George remained, yeah. Well, why I decided to leave? Well, sometimes you just want to be by yourself, you know? Like that, you know? And then mm -hmm. um, what happened? We had a, okay, so I have the ability to record something for myself if I wanted to. You know, the, the, the company, Trojan Record, have um, subsidiary labels, mm -hmm. Attack Records, Ars Records. And so I, I saw, uh, there's a shy like song called Homely Girl. Homely Girl. You know that song? You were so lonely. Yes. She must have broke it all in love when the boys used to say so. I said, man, this could be a nice reggae song. Right. But I can't remember like there are two guys that wasn't that fussy. So I went to one of the, the managers in the company and passed the idea and he approved it and said, yeah, go and record it, man. So I went in with a guy named Danny Livingstone. I recorded it. And it was a big reggae hit song for me. Do yes. you what year? What year was that? 1974. I forgot. It was 1974. So it came out as Jackie Robinson. And so yeah, when you have a reggae hit song, club people, I said, man, I like if to a show here and there, you know. London, Birmingham, Manchester, Sheffield, right, right. Bristol, Luton. So then after I did that song, and that was a, a big success for me, then I did another um, song. Well, um, First Sledge song. Let me wrap you in my reggae. And that was take off though. As Jackie Robinson. Right, right. So. I start doing some Jackie Robinson thing, you know. But then, you know, in the end, the pioneers thing was always there, you know. Yeah. Always there because, I mean, the sound has always been between myself and George Decker, speaking frankly and truthfully. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not hiding from the facts, yeah. So not much wasn't going on when I wasn't there. You know, right. like this one, we had a sound between the two of us. Yeah. So then, like, you know, regroup, right? And when did you regroup? I would say 
maybe uh, when when synagogues leave, I'm trying to remember maybe late seventies. Okay, nineteen eighty-two. I think it was nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. Because around seventy-four, seventy-five, went into liquidation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Then Lee Capital around the late seventies, early nineteen eighties. Lee Capital got some funds. I would say, if I want to have a better way to describe it. I wanted us, because they always know that we was one of the biggest selling groups on children mm -hmm. records. We had several hit songs, you know. And he wanted us to um record some songs. So this was around 1982. Sydney Crooks was in Canada, Toronto, and you know, got in touch and said, you know, what do you think? Fly George and myself fly to Toronto and then we'll go to Jamaica. And do some records. And, you know, okay. So, mm -hmm. but Sydney had some tracks that he had made, you know, some kind of, you know, album tracks. And um, like we arose, we arrived about the Saturday, the Saturday night or something like that from London to Toronto. And we were sitting down the house, eating, having a drink. I said, let me play some of the tracks for you, man, and listen and tell me what you think. And then play the tracks them. You know, I will listen to it. And I'm saying, what you guys feel, man? You think we could have gone in the studio and try some things, man? I said, all right. I went into the studio and finished the album. The next year we come out to finish an album. You know, in like Canada? Or no, this was the voice. This was in Toronto. Voice. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> We still went to Jamaica and did some other stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. But we had some stuff and we recorded it, finished it the night, came out the morning, it was done. This was, um, I don't know if it's called Reggae for Lovers. With Alisa yeah. Medley. If you okay. read, yes. come that was, the, that was the era of Medley, yeah. yes. Yeah. Heaven must be missing an angel, missing mm -hmm. an angel child, because you he with me right now. Oh, yeah. It was fine. That was a, whew, ooh, that album, maybe even though it would sell. Right. I, yeah, I, I used to see Sydney in New York when it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. He used to go backwards and forward, New York, Toronto. New York, York. Yes. That was a big successful album mm. with its shows in Canada, you know. I mean, I've, I've, there's so much things to tell because we've been all over the world. Right, right. Got shows in Canada. Uh, there's so much, so much, because Brazil, there's so much places. But that's Throughout, another story. Brazil is another story. Eh? That's another different, totally different thing. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've been all those places throughout Europe. But Europe in those early days for reggae, there was not a lot of live shows like there are there is now. Right, right. Now, yeah. It was most of television we right. And so, then we go, yeah. Well, uh, uh, take us back to the late 70s mm -hmm. in, in the UK and and what you uh what you were aware of that was happening with the whole two-tone uh sky, you know, the, the specials and 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 so selector and some of those bands. Do, do, do you remember? Do you remember hearing 
And obviously, see that happen in real time? Well, remember now, right? Remember, I was telling you there's a lot of things that we have done yes. that people don't know about. So, for instance, we had a song called Timer that was originally recorded by us and written by us. That was covered by a group called um, The Select. Every day, things are getting yeah, worse. Right. They, they use it on, um, where they use it on now? Um, Silicon Valley, some years ago. I don't know if you used to watch uh, HBO comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah series, right. They use it on the soundtrack. Yeah. Then Long Shot Kick the Bucket. There's a group called The Specials. Yeah. After two tone time, they recorded over long shot, over long shot, and it went back to number one. Mm -hmm. Then there was another group called The Beat that recorded one of our songs, um, Jackpot. Yeah, yeah, it was on the platinum gold selling album. Yeah, right. It was on the beat side of a song there and that went to number four called Mirror in the Bathroom. Mm -hmm. So, because we had our thing correctly done contracts for publishing, then we get that accounted to, you understand? Yeah. We got our royalties. Then yeah. Longshot, the bucket also was recorded, was sampled by, um, there's a group, a regular group in France years ago called, I think they were called Joe Jose, and they sampled an album that sold like half a million, because uh -huh. France, France, yeah, France have the biggest album market in Europe, you know, the country of France, and mm -hmm. it was on their album, the, the sample Longshot, the bucket. You know, a long shot kick the book is in a um, movie soundtrack, a movie called Just Right with Common and T. Um, oh, in yeah. Right. But yeah, long shot kick the book is in there. It's <laughs> also in Wackness, uh, a movie with Ben Kingsley. Then we had our song named Monday. Shababadi, every day should be like Sunday. They use it for to advertise digital phone in Jamaica. Okay, yeah. Yeah, time hard now. They use time hard when last year in a, another program in England, they use it unlike a computer kids. So, um, what else I did? again? Then we have um, Dead Valley. There's a series, I don't know if you see it in California. They must have used about half, half a dozen of our songs on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's also Jackpot. Um, using a, in a French film early this year, last year. Yeah, people cover- So how you track the royalty of a company that tracks the royalty? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, we have our publishing contracts. All done by me because I use my head, use my brains. Yeah, right. And I found out these things. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, man, glad to hear that. But like the regular compensated for the work so they no. catch and help never mm. no we never joined that we never joined that church at all <laughs> that, you know don't understand the business side of it joking that man you need to understand the business side which i did and i got these things done a lot of the times by myself using my resources writing people calling people chasing after people right I said, look you have to pay us because you know we write it what do you think you're doing? You can't get away. getting liars to go after mm -hmm. them until they settle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. So back in Jamaica, um, you only work with two producers, Joe Gibbs and Leslie Kang, right? Well. <laughs> and they work with Studio One and, uh, and Treasure Island? No. I, I mean, we never work, we work in the studios. 
I, I, I sang Harmony on a Clan Circle song in Studio One called I really love you, fatty, 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 fatty. Remember that song? I love you, fatty, when you Yeah, I sang Harmony on it. Yeah, then we recorded some yeah. songs in Church of Isle on an album, but we never recorded for them. Mm. And when it's a producer, you should say, right, executive producer, because the producers was really the, the musicians and the singers in Jamaica in those early times. Right. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And right, because be more specific. Jokri didn't do anything. The, the musicians did all the arranging. Okay. And so and so it goes at Beverly's and other places. It was really between the producers and the singers that are the ideas. There was the guys spend the money and pay for the session. But mm -hmm. those I don't, I can't speak about Studio One because I never worked for Mr. Cox. Yeah. I never worked for Duke Creed either. So mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't say that about Mr. Cox, you know. Like Retrospect, looking back, it seems as though once you start working with um, Beverly, your heart, they go back to Treasure or um, Cox, you know, because never, of pay. Never make any sense to deal with anybody else. He sent messages right. to us from other studios, said they want us to record. We were not interested mm -hmm. to tell you the truth. The guy that we did the Nanafa was somebody we knew and we was kind of helping him like. He was coming into the business, and it was like that. Car, we could have gone and worked at other places. They wanted us to send messages, but we weren't interested. Who, who were who were some of the musicians that you worked with, um, either at, at at Leslie Kong's or or Joe Gibbs? One of the men that died now that you guys know very well, Ox Brown, guitar, oh, yeah. right? Hux. Jackie Jackson, and Bills. Uh huh. Yeah. Gladdy Anderson, Winston Wright and Keyboard, Tyra wow. Tatam and Jump, you Malcolm Jump, Paul Douglas Jumps. Yeah. Those guys are the heroes of reggae. Cream, cream of the crop right there. <laughs> and okay, there is some kind of conflict about Linty, the guy, the guitar, guitar from Trinidad. Uh -huh. Yeah, because Linty right. played played um he was prominent guitarist great guitarist yes. and the rock steady because he plays on long shot both my bed and jack party on the chart that's linty linty played on some of our songs but mostly rock steady not reggae so where, where the reggae is concerned linty i don't know i can't remember seeing him so much when the reggae came along i don't know if he had gone somewhere else or not but we're the rock steady with a tungu. He went to Canada, but I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, man, he must prominent, you know, in the rock steady. Yes, yes, yes. He had a band, Lintiate and the Jets. Uh huh. Come yeah, on, guy from Trinidad. But no difference. Yeah, right. I don't deal with nothing. Island, Tarcol are them foolishness there. He was from Trinidad, but he was a great guitarist. Yeah, right. Yeah, man, like Hawks Brown, man. Well, you know, you know, Hawks Brown. And then there's Rod Brian, Toki, my friend, very tall. I don't know if you know. You guys must have seen Rod out there with me, Tal's or Jimmy. Yes, yes. yes. Tall, Doggy. Yeah, 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 man, Doggy. That's another man, man. Great guitarist, Doggy. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you miss the scare musicians like Dan Drummond, the Jackie Mitchell, um, 
came after. Right. 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 That was before right. my time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Came after. Yeah. It was the glorious thing I took. We, we, um, the, the three of us talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were chatting um, and, and Jackie, you touched on it with obviously the first long shot uh, song that you were, mm-hmm. but, but it's uh, for the sake of our viewers and, and listeners uh, love to touch on again, some of the other early or what some other people might consider the first reggae songs. Right. So, so if we can just, if we could just touch on that again. Nani Goat. They, they, they talk about Nani Goat. Right. Which I don't think it was because I think Nanny Goat was 1960s. Late, maybe late, late 70, 60, right? So I'm, I don't think Nanny Goat. Then some people talk about Doodle Reggae, Metals, mm-hmm. which I don't think so either. And then some people talk about People Funny by um, Lee Perry. You know, Lee why, Perry. why People Funny, yeah. boy? It could not have been because People Funny was a song that was cursing our song. Hey, people, hey, we catch a jackpot. We catch a jackpot. People were was saying, no, that you win. You, you catch jack, you win the chat. Lord, you're a big chat. All I've done for you. You don't remember that. You remember you look, that. You look, you look, you look, you like he was singing, making a song that was cursing us all. After we made long shots. So I don't see how people funny could be it either. What? Did, did you work with you working with Lee Perry at um, Joe Gibbs Studio? Amalgamated. Right? Amalgamated. Yeah. He was there for a short time. Yeah, ma. Lee Perry was with was yeah, ma. Yes, a short time he, he was with Joe Gibbs. So that's why he made that song. Yeah, because he, after he left, how we made the song. He made the people funny boy song. Just a finger pointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go on to bed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, but this, uh, the strange thing. that you know when Prince Buster left, uh, when Buster left um, Studio One, I heard he wrote a lot of the Delroy song that Delroy was pointing finger. He wrote those for um, Cox. Um, so he was pretty good at that. Yes. Yes. Simon. Joe Legacy. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't have much to do with Studio One. I just remember um, the time when I went to do the arm um, with Clan Circles. And I remember one time going to the audition and them said, I remember like, them never accept me. And then I believe... That was before, before... That was before I made my, my way. That was before I got to at Amalgamated, yeah. Okay. But yeah. I remember as some other records that are kind of... I think it was Studio One with it. Um, years ago, they wanted to do some jingles at JBC, you know, like mm-hmm. promo, promo songs. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy, one of the manager, was JBC. Yeah, I think it was JBC RJ. Got, you know, got clan circles to do the recording. And he called George Agar and myself to sing some jingle song, like something would say, please, Mr. Midnight, not up that. The smooth and bright, so sweet and low. Midnight show, right? So the, the whoever the DJ was would play his jingle and wow. we would record it. Yeah. So that is the mm. only thing I have to do with Studio One. I never okay. record for Cox, no. Or for right. right? No. Right. I uh, want to ask you about your work with um, Eddie Grant. 
I know you did some work with Eddie while in England. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> is, that bad, is, bad, is that a bad journey down memory lane? <laughs> no, it's not that it's bad, you know, because I speak the truth. I don't try to hide anything. So, ah. And what, what year are we talking? Oh, 70s. Okay. Fairly early 70s. Okay. Okay. So Eddie Grant, we met Eddie Grant. I believe maybe one of those clubs in um, London, the West End London. And we knew about Eddie Grant and the equals. And mm -hmm. obviously we knew about us because we were in the charts. We had several charts in. So we started getting friendly with each other and realized that Eddie Grant was a talented man. So at one period, Eddie Grant was playing guitar with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then Eddie Grant had written a song for uh, a girl. And, you know, it was a, it was a, a cut after the woman, take me to the rocky baby. You remember that song? Jack yeah. McCrae song. <laughs> so, but it's something of that. You could see that he touched it, you know, the idea was from that. And we heard the song. I can't remember who suggested it that we should sing the song. You know? And we, um, it was a song called Feel the Rhythm of You and I Feel the Rhythm. Same mm -hmm. idea. I recorded the song, yeah? Called Feel the Rhythm. Um, Eddie Grant played it for some guy. I think the guy's name was Nigel Grange. And he was a big man at, I think, one of those. I can't remember which, maybe a Rista record or somewhere like that. Yeah. And I called back Eddie and said, listen, I am in Europe and I'm coming back in a couple of days. Don't do anything with that song. And the guy came back and took the song and gave Eddie Grant a deal to record us, the Pioneers, and to record Equals. And I can't remember the name of the band. Eddie Grant had a, a band, 90 Degrees, they were called. And... We recorded two albums under the deals, a phonogram record. So that's that's the kind of deal that we had with Ed Grant. It was R and B. Mm -hmm. You know, recorded two soul albums in the early 70s, which was a bit early for the soul music in England, because even songs like Lala Means Love and those kind of songs came out and didn't I blow your mind and didn't go into the pop chart. It was long after those songs were pop hits oh, in England. Okay. Right. So we were Ahead of our time, I think. Yes. You know, right. so I know what's the sale and there was two albums. It wasn't great. Mm -hmm. It wasn't great. You know, the contract was like, what, maybe four years for four albums and they did two and didn't take up the options for the other two. But, you know, we got that good advance and thing, you know, and then I used to record with Eddie Grant. He used to sing harmony. You used to do a lot of Eddie Grant harmonies with the double track device. You was individual or the group? Most of the time was me. Yeah, yeah cause right. remember the recording, we have like maybe 16, 24 tracks. So I put on one harmony device. I put on, ah, nah, ah, like that. You know, cause I'm into the singing now and I really get to understand it because harmony is the hardest part of singing. The melody lead note, anybody can sing a melody lead note if he's a good singer. Right. But there's a lot of lead singer, and I'm not going to call any of those guys name, right? Big singer that you'd be surprised that them can't sing harmony. 
But more a lot of the harmonies. That's why I say a lot of the sound in the pioneers is between George Edgar and me, because we double track harmonies. Mm -hmm. So I would do that with Eddie. I would put on one voice, then I'll go back and put on another voice, and then I put on another voice, but it's only me singing. Yeah. Well, well, um, we could even we could even tell from this interview you're very good at uh, imitating <laughs> some some amazing singers. <laughs> I used to I used to I used to be like wow, really good. Yeah. Can you do any Otis? Oh, Otis? Yes. I've got dreams, dreams to remember. Oh, she may be weary. Young girls, they do get weary. Weary, that same old shaggy dress. But I was better, you know. Nice. Man nice. Now, but now, man, those things was like, shh, shh. Yeah. I used to be, I I'm used natural. to. Yeah, you know, years ago, trying to remember, we had, we had to travel and they was coming up with an idea. I don't know if Juno know about this Black Heroes thing that came out of England. If you remember it, there were some guys that came together and put on a show, yeah, called Black Heroes. So we'd have people saying that they're Marvin Gaye, Percy Sledge, Otis Redding. You don't know about it, Jonah. People, people that would yeah. like, like imitate and. It was called Black Heroes, yeah. So telling stories of Black Heroes, oh. I would get, I would come on and would play maybe Hills, Lassier, Malcolm X, or some great Egyptian king. But then they concentrate and you'd have a girl who'd be Diana Ross. Okay. And they sent a message to me. And then I had a choice of being Marvin Gaye, Percy Ledger, or Otis Redding. Wow. Because I could cover. Yeah. But I couldn't do it because I was committed to travel somewhere. Yeah. But it, it was uh, an honor to be considered, right? And asked. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And they thought maybe I didn't want to do it, but I said, no, I I have to go. I am committed. I, I'm trying to remember where I was going. I think maybe I was going to Canada. Right. To do some shows, you know? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, um, speaking of show, we have to touch a little bit on Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Brazil muito bom, amigo. <laughs> Brazil muito bom. I am talking Portuguese. So... Okay, so Brazil, 2005, I got a call from Sydney Crooks in Brazil. They wanted us to do, they have a big three-day festival called Mario Roots Reggae Festival in a place called San Luis, which is in Brazil of state like here. They have about, mm -hmm. I think, 15 or 25. Mm -hmm. And this is in a place in northeastern Brazil um, called San Luis, mm -hmm. which is in the state of Mario. So I went and we did the show. Big crowd, it was good. Car Pioneers is known in Brazil. Pioneers is known all over. Mexico City, we go to Mexico City and it's crazy. I couldn't believe it. But you know, oh, I started to know about Mexico City was, I think, when I came. Was it your show, Juno? It must have been your show when, I don't know if you remember, there were some people there that came from Mexico to your show. When we were there, do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Right. And they came and said, Yeah, you okay, guys yeah. are big in Mexico, man. Were you not coming to Mexico? So we went to Mexico, man. That place was crazy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. I remember going also realizing that 
in Europe or Bigor. We were in Leipzig, which was old um, East Germany, I think. And we were doing a show and we saw some people there the same way. And they said they came from Spain, Barcelona, Spain to Germany is along like 1500 kilometers. It's a long drive. Wow. They can see us, yeah. So in all those places we are popular throughout Europe. Anyway, back to Brazil. So we went and we did the show and it was good, you know, no problem. And then I started to go back and I'm saying, child, go back to Brazil. And then when I started going back, I realized that they were very big in sound system, what they call agiolas in Brazil. Yeah, sound system that we use, they call agiola. So then begin to dub play, but their dub plate is a different concept where mm -hmm. you would record a song for say, Intermarge is one of them, I still the song. You record just a song, a normal song about love or whatever you want to think about cultural things. But the difference, you're not singing about the song and saying the song, I'm going mash up a song. Intermarge number one, not like that. You know, sing a tune about love, I love you. Like I have a song with one of the songs named Intermarge. You know, I'm just a lonely lover, man. That's one of my songs that I recorded and I wrote. And it's big success. So the problem now is that Intermarge can play it exclusively. No other song can play it. Mm -hmm. So when them have a, yeah, so them have a big sound clash now against say extra of the sound and maybe ten thousand people and them draw da, 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 da. that's the intro of the song when you hear the intro draw. Yeah man, like heard create. Yeah man, I've been in them dances myself in Brazil and <laughs> yeah man. So I keep going backwards and forward, and sometimes somebody fly me back to the shows. Uh, they say. We want to come to some dub plates, so maybe six and them fly me and I stay. And because of the dub plates, sometimes some of the songs them get unreleased on the street and become like it records. Wow. But then I had recorded um a song. One time I was in London and there is this guy called Bill, Bill Campbell. Bill Campbell is a producer and he was after Brazil and uh, like we met up like sometime in the week. He's saying he's going to Brazil the Sunday and the Saturday night we finished with Vice. He gave me like nine tracks. I said, write some songs for these tracks and the others were already written. Write the song and he went and released a song called Together as One. Big success for me. So I've been going backwards and forwards. Yeah, apart from years COVID. Yeah. You know. When was the last time you were down there? December last year. Oh wow! Okay, I was recently. in some. Huh? Recently, I, yeah. Recently, yeah, yeah. December last year, I did a show in Sao Paulo. Now, Sao Paulo is the biggest city, largest city, largest population, richest city, about ten million people. As a matter of fact, they got in touch with me several weeks ago. They want me to come back to Sao Paulo to do some shows. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so question so as uh, oh, ahead, the pioneer or as Jackie, um, Jackie? Jackie Robinson. But not pioneer. No, there seemed to be a little thing with Sam Paulo and Jackie Robinson. I don't know what to say. I'm just grateful that I, I, I don't like to talk like this, but in Sam Paulo is a more metropolitan place, cosmopolitan place. So 
even though they don't understand the English, but I think they, how can I say this without sounding arrogant? They like good singing. Mm -hmm. So they seem to have an affair with me. Right. Enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know what I was to say. They seem to, to love my voice, I think, you know. Yeah, yes. right. Um, uh, take us back to, um, do you remember when you first discovered that the pioneers had so many songs that the, that, that the skinhead culture embraced and loved and, 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 and seen so many skinheads at your shows? Yes. So when we went 1969, it was near the end of 69 because we departed Kingston November 22nd. See, I remember remember the day. <laughs> you do, November yes. 1969. And we got held up in, in New York for about three days because um, the British Caledonian, that was the airline, had a, a problem with the parts and I have to wait until the parts came from England to New York. We flew over. So when... Where was this? Okay. So we the first show we did was outside of London, a place called Derby, which is like about 140 miles out of London. And when we went, the place was packed. You know, like about at least a thousand people. And it was, I would say 99 or maybe hundred percent young white kids, yeah. Mm. And then we start realizing that the, the dress, you know, the dress with the, the, the short um, trousers and the Doc Martin shoes that they used to wear. Yeah. And, you know, we're singing everything and they're going crazy. And when they hear it, it's like, even now, it's the same thing now. Right. Them just <laughs> went crazy. And then there's a story start coming up all over the, the, the music papers, newspapers about the skinheads and this new music that they love. Because not everybody loved reggae, you know, the mods and the rockers didn't, wasn't into reggae in England. But, you know, the skinheads, man, they have skinheads today. And I'm sure you guys can confirm that there's skinheads where you are at, sure. right? Sure. <laughs> and in Mexico City and in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And I'll give you something. In San Luis, not Eastern Brazil. The songs that we can sing up in San Luis is a different set of songs I want to hear in Sao Paulo. The songs that I want to hear in Sao Paulo is the songs that we would sing in England. Can you believe that? Interesting, yeah. Yeah, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And there's a place um, not far from San Luis, which is northeast, named um, Belling, which is another stage, Belling Para. They want to hear a slightly different set of songs here too. Mm -hmm. but, there's, but there's one song that no matter where in Brazil I go, I discover that this is the biggest city ever had. Was a song called, it's a song called Nine Pound Steel mm -hmm. that was successful mm -hmm. in England. Yeah. And in Brazil, from Sao Paulo to Timor to San Luis to Berlin, they want to hear that. Wow. And so it was a Joe Simon song. We have to buy three songs that through these bars I see the sun. I'm here because the wrong I've done. Think, 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 take it, take it. That's what we're doing. Take it, take it, take it. 
Big success. Wow. Yeah. And, 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 and you can't work magic with your voice. I know. <laughs> Jackie, when you play when you play in Brazil, do you work with one band that goes throughout the entire country? No. Um, we have a band um, that we work with in San Luis. When we go to um, uh, Sao Paulo, there's a band called um, Lions of Israel. Israel, Lions of Israel, good okay. band, good musician. Them, you yeah. know. And yeah, and I and I can help myself with the Portuguese because I've been going backwards and forwards, so <laughs> I try and pick up. You know. Yeah, yeah I worked with them last December. So December, what was it? December third. Yeah. It was a Thursday night. I know they, they built a new club, a bigger club close to the club that I work on, Club Kingston. That was the name of the club. Yeah. You know, and like I was telling you, they, they linked me a couple of weeks ago. You know, I said, yo, man, you have to work both clubs. And it's like about 15, 20 minutes walk from one club to the next. And yeah. they want me to come out work. And these are the places that they want me to come in some parlor. So I don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. Looks like we lost Junior, but I'm sure he'll come right back. Um, Jackie, we, we, we've touched on a lot of um, both originals and, and, and covers. Oh, here yes. yes. Um, one of my one of my favorite covers that the pioneers do is "Papa Was a Rolling Stone." Yeah. Oh, that is another song that we have to sing. You all, uh, Junior, you're back. Thank you, uh, Junior. I, I was going to ask Jackie. Uh, one of my favorite cover songs and renditions that I think literally neck and neck with the original is Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Um, can you talk about that one, Jackie? Papa Was a Rolling Stone. We decided to record it around 1973. And then we decided that we're going to um, start doing it in our shows. And we do everywhere we go, we have to do it because it goes yeah. on well. Yeah. It really does go on well. And I had to sing it when I was doing my show in Sao Paulo last December. And I'm saying, wow, I got to do all this thing by myself, guys, you know, we know shit. And I sang it, you know. And, you know, when we got to judge part, you know, you know, I sing my part and Sydney sang his part. When I got to judge, said, hey, judge is not here now. And it was going the So next time. Right. No. Yeah, I think Junior might be getting a call. Um, yeah, I, I I love that, love that song so much. Um, how do you how do you go about choosing which songs to um, to cover? Sometimes you just hear a song and. You just feel like you could do a good version of it, you know. And you know, because if I hear a song and I'm just saying I'm just want to do it because God, I wonder if I could make some money, I just feel like I just want to exercise, you know, see if I can sing it, yeah, good enough, you know, right, right, yeah. Um, another question for you is when did you realize that there was some renewed interest in in ska rocksteady and early reggae and uh, maybe it's around the time that, that you reformed again um but but do you re do you recall um 
what what you heard and what you were listening to? Well, okay. So I think this kind of like all the shows that we're doing now, all the festivals that right. we have to do now. Right. Maybe sometimes in the 1990s, because mm -hmm. when we weren't there in the 70s, we weren't going to places in Europe and right. so, you know, apart from when we went to Japan or went to Trinidad with Eddie Grant in 1978. Right. Right. What I believe is in the 1990s, I, I don't know what why the, the thing just turned around like this, where a group like us can go to England or to a ska festival or a ska bar or a ska mount. Yeah. Summer jam in Germany, or Rotterdam in Spain, or Giel in Belgium, uh, you know, Holland, Croningham, or what's the name of the club? Megweg in, in Amsterdam, and Belgium again, and Switzerland, Austria, you know, all these places. Right. Spain, you know, Barcelona, you know, Villanova. Just like that. Yeah, right. You know, it's, and it's, remember, it's not people my age, you see, young people. Yeah, yes, true. I, I remember when I came, it was, yeah, it was your Sierra Nevada. There was this young guy. Yes, don't remember his name or nothing. You have to be in his late 20s or early 30s. And this guy almost embarrassed me. Some of the questions he asked me. Amazing. I've already, he yeah. almost threw off my game on time. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, asking me about mental and stuff like that. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so, and I know we talked about this earlier with Warren Smith and Sierra Nevada World Music Festival. And so that was that the first time the pioneers played the West Coast of, of the U.S.? Yes. Yes, it was. Did you have did you have opportunities prior to that that you turned down, or was this literally? No, that was that was the first concrete. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. And that was just everything was right about that. Yeah. Meaning the stars. Not, were right, it was just. But nice, man. I love the weather. And when I was there with June, I had these. I think it was a. Uh, uh, what was it? People from Hong Kong, the restaurant owners are Korean. The best, best Chinese, hey. the Chinese food I ever eat. Remember, Junior? <laughs> yes, sunset. Because, Junior, when, when, did, when did you bring the pioneers to Los Angeles at, at Sky Mania at Los oh. Angeles? Oh, gosh, I'd have to ask um, Jackie. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> With that guys, those guys from Mexico, that was a good band, man. Yeah, no, they're from Los Angeles. The band is from Los Angeles, but we had oh. lots of um, 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 visitors, our well, attendees came yeah. in from Mexico and TJ, right? Oh, and yeah, some man. friends who had lived in Mexico City and saw yeah. you guys before. No, that's you. I'm not sure if they saw you before, but they came to the show. Yeah, yeah, but the band was good though. Stop. What yeah, man, delirious. Yeah, man. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to see if I could quickly find. No. Yeah. But, but if I had to guess, right. it was probably. Oh, here we go. Let's see if I can get this real quick. Um, 2012. So, Eric, Jackie, where's my your favorite places you perform? Yes, yes. So many you could write a book. Oh, God. Oh God. Um <laughs> a book. Um summer jam 
Cologne, Germany. And um, I'd like um, Rotterdam. Rotterdam is like seven days and big crowd, you know. Um, Tokyo. Yes. In wow. Tokyo. Yeah, man, Tokyo was nice. You know, um, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mm. Can't leave out Sao Paulo. San Luis, Brazil. Berlin in Brazil, you know. Um, in Switzerland, we were in Switzerland and we were staying in France. The hotel was in France and we drove across the border back to right. the venue. And the same thing in Belgium too, you know. Yeah. And then there's a place in Canada um, where we went over. Uh, uh, what's, I can't remember the name of that place. Uh, um, the Highland is an island. I would take the ferry from Toronto and go over St. Island, I think it's called something like that. And they used to have, um, when they start having their, their festival, like carnival. Okay. I can't remember the name of the carnival that Toronto usually have, West Indian carnival, you know. Yeah, I went over the oh, island. That's you. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, every July, August, the music. Yeah, I've been just doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's so many places that I perform that Mexico City was crazy. <laughs> have, no, man. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, have, no place Reg like Mexico City. Yeah, Julie comes to your city. Yeah, what was called? Reggae's the town, it was called. The people okay. wanted us to sing some songs where I'm saying, wow, I remember them songs, you know, how do, <laughs> when was I do, I was sitting crooks on myself. And yeah, and I said, well, them songs, them say, man, these songs are, you can sing it to the people, I'm going crazy, man. Same thing in Brazil, when you go to Brazil, sometimes people go to Brazil artists and they have a little problem because the songs that's big over there. Right. Not the same song that's here. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, you don't remember the words you have to struggle to. Yeah. But, um, where have you not performed where you would still like to perform? Mainland Africa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They offered us a show in the 70s to go to South Africa. I would say we wasn't interested, you know? And then we were supposed to go to Nigeria. And there was an issue, but we were supposed to go to South Africa and we said, no, can't do it. Okay. But it was like about 1972, 73. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's, that's the first thing that comes to my mind, mainland Africa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be incredible. Yeah, um, that and, was popular in Africa, you know, say oh. a lot of things. You know? okay. Yeah. And I did find, so it was, it was literally 10 years ago. It was June of 2012 where you were at, at uh, Los Globos for, ju for Junior Scott Mania wow. show. Wow. Yeah. Time 10, years, time. 10 years ago. Yeah. Where did it go? I know. Where did it go? <laughs> well, a couple of years of it was taken up by COVID. Um, spe um, speaking of which, how did how have you, um, how have you been affected these last couple of years by, by COVID and no, no live, no live shows in Europe. Right. We were scheduled to do a show in France. We were supposed to do several shows in London two years ago on the COVID. Yeah. Completely, completely shut. Yeah. The last show I did, the only show I've done in that time is the show that I did in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Fascinating. Yeah. 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 The um um and then what do you have on the on the books as far as any any shows, any tours? I think I'll have to go back to Brazil. Brazil because we're because what's happening in Europe now also is that the some of the shows that were scheduled two years ago yep. where the artists might have been paid in advance. That's going to happen now, like Rotterdam and some of the other festivals. Is the artist that they had maybe two years ago and they paid them an advance. So it's like, you know, nothing. Right. Is those artists that's worth, you know, booked, yeah. Yeah. So Europe look like if you and then the price of the ticket is so high now. Oh my God, I know. Up to London, $1,600 round trip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, um, I know the international, the London International Scott Fest was just canceled. Yeah, we, we were on it. Yeah. You to play. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you have played that before. At least twice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a festival that also I remember meeting people that came to the festival to see us from Costa Rica. They come in from Saudi Arabia. They come yeah. from across in Europe because right. I know people can come under the under the, the, the channel now, the English channel now, by train, right? You know that. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it seems like people come from all over. I, I've always wanted to attend that festival. Yeah, they come from all over the world and all those things is negatively affected now because of the COVID. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Junior's, Junior's back here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Zoom wants me to take out the subscription. Oh. You can say no, thank you. <laughs> That's okay, Junior. We were we were just talking about the um, uh, two things. One is one is uh, the show that you did at Los Globos um, with the Pioneers was ten years ago. It was June of two thousand twelve. So we'll make this we'll make this a ten year anniversary. <laughs> Long time, man. Wow, what amazing! Yeah, pretty pretty fascinating. And then um, go back far trip out here. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I love California. It's the only other place I see that I would live apart from Florida. Right. You said that okay. so many times, I'm fully convinced. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, semi-tropical, almost as close as Jamaica, with minus the humidity. Yeah. You know, those earth scars, streets of Kingston, uh, with the um, humidity, you don't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We humidity. get it here in Florida, man. Get it right now. It's oh, I said, and I hear it is nineties right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty hot out here. Right in Los Angeles area. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Junior, what have we, what have we not asked that we want to uh, ask Jackie before we, uh, before we <laughs> let him, let him go? Or Jackie, what, what have you not touched on? Obviously, you have such an incredible and amazing and, and long what? career. <laughs> Wow, so we stopped in Jordan when we was coming back from um, Tokyo in 1975. There's, man, there's a lot of stuff to try and remember, I tell you. There's a lot of stuff that the pioneers contributed to the reggae music. Mm -hmm. yes, but man. I'd rather other people blow trumpets than I don't blow any trumpets <laughs> at all. Yeah, I'm not a musician. I tell you why you have to blow it. Because people don't know the history, so you have to blow it. And then yeah. nobody's going to blow your history. Yeah. Somebody true. have to. So yeah. I thought you told me a book was in the making. My wife 
My wife have written right. some books, you know. So mm -hmm. I mean, um, I can always ask her and how to, to access the information on it and pass it back on to you. But my wife, I've written several books. Yes, yes, oh yes. Yeah, so yes. Yes. Yeah, um huh? I would have to go upstairs, but I could I can get the thing I'll send it to you, man. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, and we'll make no, sure we, we share that with you. We, can we show if it's if you know exactly where it is, you can um I guess take a minute or two, go find it so we can publicize it so people can go um yes, and give me a minute for it. Huh? All right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. Uh -huh. Yeah. Nice. And, and, and Junior, while, while, we're, while we're waiting for Jackie to come back too, I want to acknowledge I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Reggae Pod Clash, Man Like Devin and uh, Roger Rivas shirt. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know that they're not, they're not currently active doing their podcast, but... You're, pretty yeah. much a, you're definitely a t-shirt collector. <laughs> I, I love the support and, and that, was, yes. that was one of my favorite right. podcasts. So, right. um, right. yes. Yeah, Junior, we, we need to get Jackie and, and Pioneers back out here. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that would be that would be amazing. Um, right. And also, while we're while we're waiting for Jackie to come back as well, um, want to encourage people that are Los Angeles based or people that can make it out to Los Angeles, August twentieth, the year twenty twenty two. We have uh, Jamaica's sixtieth um, um, anniversary celebration with uh, none other than ska legend the king of ska Derek morgan uh who else is on that show, uh junior orphan 11 uh the capsules and the steady 45s and we have which is unique three yes, female yes, yes three female right uh, right and yes. that's it oh here we go yes and that's time 20 right zero. oh there we go there we go jackie yeah, I don't think I've seen it. All right, so it's the pioneers, and it says first, first book, and proverbs. Yeah, she wrote some different about three different oh. times, you know? and then there is the pioneers song lyrics and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, congratulations, hey. man! Yeah, right. she wrote it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yes, and how 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 this sale? The, how this sale so far? It's been a while now, right? Yeah, nothing nothing to write. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully this will increase the sale and yeah. renewed interest. We'll, we'll help get the word out. Yeah, but you, you guys have a, so so. I guess you tell me what can see it on uh, YouTube and sometimes in the future. Yes, ab absolutely, Jackie. But we'll we'll make sure to send all this information. Uh, this this will uh, this will live on YouTube. The audio will will live on on our podcast. And and Jackie, we wanted to we wanted to really thank you for your time and and love love the stories. And um and we're gonna we're gonna get you back out here to Los Angeles. <laughs> yes, that would be nice. Yes. Yes. Rest assured. Absolutely. And my kind regards to your wife. We're good friends no on problem. Facebook. We talk occasionally. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. And Junior? No yes. Yes. Junior, thank you as always. Thank yes, you. sir.
Thanks for uh, one last question before we wrap up. So, Jackie, is there anything that you haven't done that you want to do? Right now? Yeah, um, in terms of career, besides making a movie in Hollywood. <laughs> and as I said, I, I used to I used to do acting in England. I forgot that part of my, oh, my wow. career. Yeah, because um, sometimes the first Batman with Michael Keaton, you remember that first Batman with Mike, Michael mm -hmm. Keaton and Jack Nicholson playing the Joker? It was made in location of studio. What was it? Was it Pinewood? I think it was Pinewood Studio mm -hmm. in England. And I was I worked on it playing a policeman. Yeah, with with our little lines. And I did the Islander, the first Islander movie. Oh. I did some of Superman with Christopher Reeve. Because in the times when the, the US dollar was very strong, it, it worked for them to come to England yeah. and locate them because the technology in England was good, you know, like America. So they used to make, there's a lot of movies that's it. Some of the, the um, Star Wars movie and stuff like that. Yes, that's yeah, fascinating. In studios, they oh yes. Yeah. Um, the first alien with Sigourney Weaver was mm -hmm. made in a whole, um, uh, what was it? Uh, electrical electric station, like a power station. Okay. It was not being used anymore. Yeah, in a place called Acton in yeah. London, England. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Right. And I work on out of Africa too. I did a little part of that with um um what's the guy nice. name? Um, what's her name again? My girl. Oh God, I can't remember. Yeah, his name. I know who you're talking about. Um, Robert yeah. Redford. All right. Yep. Yeah. Wow, man of many talents. Oh yeah. Because what happened was that because my father used to um deal with a lot of American tourists when they come on, on the ships and they'd come and buy local produce from his this stall at the craft market. Right. Remember I was talking right. about that. Right. So he used to be emulating the, the accent. Wow. So I got some of that from a young age. So okay. like when I, I do a line, they asked me to, to do a line and the cops back us up in a place. And I'm saying, hey, cop, you're going to explain that to my wife, man? Let me out of here, you know? Like that. And I'm saying, well, you can talk like that. <laughs> you used to give me lines. One of the advantages of growing up, one of the advantages of growing up in Kingston, you know? <laughs> yes, man, because there are guys that can't do the lines. English guys that can't get away from the accent, right? But I just dropped this American one guy said, man, you sound like you are the state of Ohio, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Start of a world when you grew up in the hills of Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. Yes, that's, a, that's a perfect way to end. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie, no thank problem. you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't make any claim. You know, some guys that come on and say they did this and did all of that. I don't make any claims. All I'm saying. Come on, your history is written off. No need for yeah. bragging. Just take Yeah, I don't have to brag about anything. I'm saying that Langshot Boss Mabet might have been the first reggae song. Yeah? Right. I might have been Guru Reggae. I might have been Nani Gold. But it could be Langshot Boss Mabet. Sure. And yeah. it was recorded and written by Sidney Crooks and myself, Jackie Robinson. So there you go. There we go. You heard it here. Langshot well. kicked the bucket and helped to introduce reggae music to an international community because it went into oh. the pop charts in England right. by the pioneers. And, and that song is still making cash registers ring, and I hope you're getting your rise to check. All three, you're getting your rise to yeah, check. And yeah, it's man. still rocking the dance floor. That dance floor favorite. 
That's right. Yeah, man. Anywhere in Europe you go, you know. Some no, man, in, in LA too, man. You got to drop lunch. No, you're yeah, right. Because I know we have kind of fun base too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. All right. Yes, Jackie. Junior? No problem. Yeah, man. So, Thanks for your time. So, all right, man. Yes. No, pro no problem. It's a pleasure. Yeah? Yes. Yes, much, indeed. Much love and right, respect. Much... And thank you to all everyone. Right. Yeah. All right. For watching. Okay. Yes. Thank okay. you for everyone to watch and, uh, yes. and listen to this podcast. Follow us. Uh, uh, yes, please follow us at History of LASK on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel and join our Facebook group uh please follow me at junior francis the series produced by again eric cola who co-hosts for the rockery and thanks to everyone who take uh everyone who takes the time to of course pay attention to listen and to spread the word and the word is getting around we want to thank everyone who's been involved so far yes okay very much so junior jackie eric yes yes man we'll you talk to here. all right Irene, be well. Bye bye. Again, hi to your wife for me. <laughs> yes.